The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Hey, it's Mariana. Welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Simon Huck. You might have seen him on TV or on Instagram, but he has such an interesting career story from when he started as a celebrity fanatic growing up in Canada and really just was so interested in the entertainment field, ended up getting a job in PR and really worked his way up from an assistant to then acquiring the company that he was working for, which is just so crazy to think about where you start and where you finish up. And he's then gone on to create amazing brands like Judy and Lemmy with Kourtney Kardashian. And we talk so many things in this episode. And if you are an aspiring brand founder or influencer, there is so much good PR advice in this episode. So he shares his own career journey, how he deals with imposter syndrome, and why you should be taking advantage of social media to PR yourself, even if you don't have a budget for PR, of how to launch your business and brand yourself. So anyway, this is a great episode. You guys should listen to it and take so many notes because I learned so much from him. So if you guys want to hear from Simon, keep listening. And don't forget to subscribe to Life with Mariana because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now let's get into the episode. Before you started your own businesses, what were you doing? So I originally, like way back in the day, I was in school in, I'm Canadian originally, and I was in school in Kingston, Ontario, studying political science. And I thought at the time, this is what I was, this is like my talk track to everyone that I was going to be a corporate attorney, but on the side, I was a celebrity fanatic. And I had an Us Weekly subscription since I was 12 years old. And I was like the go-to friend that had all the celebrity news. Like I knew who was getting married, who was getting divorced, what movie was coming out. Like that was my whole like side hobby. I think I had the same obsession. And like in my time is like when Perez Hilton was just starting and I would refresh it every day and I would check. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this place Robertson? Like, what is this store Kitson? And I was so... I loved it so much at that time. And so my first job out of college was in entertainment PR, which was the path you ended up following. So how did you end up start working in PR? Like what was the path that led you there? So I was, I was working at a retail job and finishing my degree and I had an Us Weekly and I found an article about this woman named Lizzie Grubman, who was a famous publicist. And I was so inspired. I just called her office every single day for three weeks. Finally, someone picked up and said, oh, we're not hiring. We would never hire you. But if you are in New York, we will meet you for like a coffee. And I was like, okay, big news. Like I got a job interview and I flew to New York three days later and I walked into the office. They were so dumbfounded. They're like, wait, you're actually here. And at the time, Lizzie was partners with Jonathan Chevin, who now goes by Food God. And I just, I was so enthusiastic. I was so excited and it was an unpaid internship. And 
they said, if you want to come and work one or two days a week, you can get us lunch, you can get us coffee. I was 20 years old. So I did like, I, I called my parents and I, you know, I told a few white lies. I was like, this is a big opportunity. It's going to lead to, you know, they were very clear with me. They were like, this is not going to lead to anything. We do not hire people with no experience. Like, you know, there's not a lot of money in it. Like they were clear, but I of course told the opposite story to my, to my family. What lesson did you learn there that you could share to other people who maybe are coming from a town and they're, you know, not from New York, not from LA, they have no connections. Like how can we get our foot in the door so that people can maybe create these opportunities for themselves? I, it's such a good question because it's something I think about all the time when I meet like younger people who are in college, like my husband's sister is, she has one more year of college and I was asking, what does she want to do? And, you know, they're, they're so focused on like the career path and which is obviously amazing, but you know, you don't think about like what your passion is and internships for me, like that internship, whatever you want to call it, where I was working for free for what felt like ever changed my life. It was a sliding door moment. I suddenly went into something where I would have never been hired. Right. And I was given an opportunity and it showed me an industry that I fell in love with. Like, I think one of the biggest blessings in my life was that my chapter one, I fell in love with my job. Like I would have done it for free. Like if I could afford to do it, I would have done it for free forever in my mind. Like I, I went into work thinking, how did I get this lucky? And I'm 39 now. And I have a lot of friends who are in their mid thirties and are only hitting that like bliss, that career bliss now where They tried being an architect and they tried doing this and they tried doing that and just wasn't their passion and they're finding it later in life. And I think internships are the best way. Offer your services for free, get the work experience so you know what your passion is. It's it's so hard to start a career when you're fresh out of college because you don't know what the job actually means. Yes. I think you might see like someone you follow online or see on a TV show and you think the job is something, but the reality of working there is much different. Totally. It's like, yeah, I thought that PR was like event planning. I thought that I would be, I don't know, lighting candles at like a dinner party. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like I, I was so confused as to what the industry was and I didn't realize that there were so many different niches within it. So yeah, it's it's, so different learning. Yeah. I also think it's so different from the time of when you started and what it was, what it is now and like all the different types of PR. So like what exactly was the type of PR then that you were working on? So, so with Lizzie and Jonathan, they represented hospitality venues. So they would represent nightclubs and restaurants and they would do like special event PR. So if there's a movie premiere, Lizzie's and Jonathan's company would, would bring the photographers, would bring the media, would set up the red carpet, would set up the inside interviews. Like they were very much like an events firm that also represented brands and helped brands connect with the media and also introduce them to influencers. I mean, at the time there weren't influencers, it was more traditional celebrities, but this was like the old world of media where there was kind of this iron wall between media and brands. Unlike today where you really, there's just so much more transparency. And then how did you go from then working at that former agency to when, you know, eventually starting your own company together and working with Jonathan in that way? And then what were you guys doing? So I started as an intern, then I became his personal assistant, then I became his business partner, and then I was the acquirer of the business. Wow. Wow. Later. I know. That's such a big lesson to to teach people. And I think now that I'm in my mid-late 30s, I'm learning this too, is like the industry is so small. 
you never know where someone starts is not where they end up. Be so kind to people along the way because what, who is once your intern could buy your company one day. One, 100%. And I, and, and throughout that journey, I never thought that was going to be my journey. Like I, I was so intimidated by New York. I was so intimidated by John. And I was just, I was just scared of everything. I had major imposter syndrome and it's, it's like interesting what you're saying about, you know, people who can sometimes be unkind if they don't think a person is going to, you know, do something for them or whatever. I experienced that the first three or four years living in New York, you know, people would not, you know, they'd shake my hand, but they weren't even looking at me in the eye. Like, you know, those people who I now are my age or maybe two, two or three years older, like I see them and I'm like, I remember, I'm like, oh, you were, you were not that kind to me when I was just the intern or you never really paid attention to me or you never, and, and you, you kind of take that with you. And I think it's so important for people who are starting off their career, like be, just be a good person, you know, be, be really kind. Cause you have really no idea where the trajectory of people's career is going to take them. Let's take a quick break to talk about food because there's one meal delivery system that I love for years and years. Could your metabolism use a kickstart or if you're having gut issues or you just generally feel like you have low energy, which I feel like I'm always trying to improve my energy and my gut health. Well, Sakara has an answer. Their new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs and they're really designed to solve your biggest health concerns. If you have anything like digestion problems, you might want to try them out. And if you are like me and have a busy schedule, Sakara delivers ready to eat plant rich meals that help you look and feel your best, even those weeks when you have back to back meetings and you're really busy and happy hours. So if you want to ease bloat and keep your energy levels high with science backed, nutritionally designed meals that you will actually look forward to eating, seriously, they're delicious. Their breakfasts are amazing. And if you're looking for meals that are ready, to eat delivered to your door and that can actually help you look and feel your best, Sakara is the answer. It's so much more than a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program that's like having a nutritionist and chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to support your goals and they're also delicious. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and eased bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Mariana or enter code Mariana at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Mariana to get 20% off your first order. That's sakara.com slash Mariana. Imposter syndrome is something so many young people or people in general struggle with, especially early on in our careers when you're just trying to fake it till you make it. So was there anything that you remember helped you to feel more confident, especially in that time when you're around celebrities and all these people and people you admire? You know, I think one of the things that helped me, and maybe this isn't a good hack for people, but I was never too proud to tell people that I was really nervous or that I was really excited. Like I, I remember that Jonathan, like in the first couple of years, used to like love how enthusiastic I was. Like I was so appreciative and excited to be there and have the opportunity. And I wasn't too cool for school. So like, although that's maybe like not the look at the time, like I felt like that's what drew people to me was that I wasn't hiding the fact that I was this excited. Like I was so appreciative of every opportunity, but still like I would walk into meetings and be like, I I don't think I can speak in this meeting. Like there's not a chance anyone cares what I have to say. And you kind of have to push yourself and put yourself in those really uncomfortable situations. I mean, the best advice I, I would give myself now, you know, 
thinking of the 20 year old Simon was like, be uncomfortable all the time. And I'm 39 now. And I don't know if you feel this way too, but I don't, I'm not that uncomfortable. Like throughout the week, I don't put myself in situations where I feel uncomfortable. Like, and I, and I want to do that more. Like one of my resolutions for 2023 is like, be uncomfortable, like take on things that scare you where you don't know anything about and try to tackle them because I was doing that every day in my twenties. Yeah, I think so too. And I think as we get older, we just get really set in our ways. So it makes it a little bit more difficult, but I know that the discomfort, you know, is what helps us grow. And so I probably should do a little bit of that too, but I'm like, yeah. oh, this is what I like. This is my schedule. This is the way yeah. I like to do things. And I very much am like routine in that way, but there's so many things in our twenties that change. Okay. So a question that I have is PR has changed so much from the time that you started because there was no way to get in touch with celebrities or influencers or influential people. Now they have their own platforms. What role do you think PR plays for people now? Oh, I mean, my hot take on this is PR is public relations is is dead as an industry as we know it. The idea that you need to spend thousands of dollars to hire a publicist to get your message out there, I think that's a very antiquated way of looking at your brand, whether it's a personal brand or a brand for, you know, for a business you're starting. Your best advocate is you. You can tell your message 17 different ways on Instagram, on TikTok. You can test different ways and, and, and how that message is received. And no longer are we relying on kind of this old world where a news outlet can make or break your brand. Like you can make or break your brand. Like let's, let's use Kim Kardashian as an example. She has 340 million people following her. Well, arguably she's the biggest, one of the biggest media outlets in the world. If she wants to disseminate something or, or share something that is going to reach more people and, and also have pickup in the news media more than any outlet would. So like no longer do it. And not to say that they're, they're not still important, but back in the day in the, in the beauty world, Allure, InStyle, Marie Claire, like these outlets were, they were the Bible. Like if you had, if you were featured in one of those outlets, it would make or break your brand. And, and these editors were coveted. I mean, you would wine and dine them and hope that you would get inclusion. Like that has completely changed. You can be your own media outlet. And, and if you're a content creator and you're talented, as you know, because you are very talented, you can really be kind of in charge of your own destiny in a way that it wasn't, it just didn't allow for it when I started my career. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where if you can't afford it, if you can't have it, it's not going to hurt you to not have it because you can control everything yourself. If you have a brand, you can reach people with a viral TikTok. Like you don't need an agency to help you do that. And then if you can't afford and have it, it's like, okay, what is actually the goal of this? And what are we doing here? Like, what is the purpose of having this? And I think even within the five years we've had Summer Fridays, our goals with press has really changed. Even when we started, it was new and exciting that an influencer was starting a brand. And now that's not as exciting as a story. So like, what is the story that we're telling now? And how do we use press to convey this like larger brand messaging? So it's like, if you're listening and you have a brand, if you don't have the money to invest in it, don't worry at all. And if you do great, just think about like, what is your ROI? And it maybe won't be a bunch of sales, but there's like this heck halo effect around it. So it's just very different. And I think it's just interesting to think about how press is now. And I think as as publicists, it's difficult too, because I think of all the editors that I've seen leave places. Yeah. They're freelance now. They've become content creators and influencers themselves. themselves and so yeah. I think all, like PR is all about like the networking and relationships, but then the relationships you've spent years building, those people are no longer there. They leave. And also, if you have a business and you're listening and you don't have you know the the funding to hire a publicist, 
if there is an editor who's written a story that you would love written about your brand and you have an interesting angle or you have some sort of breakthrough technology or whatever the story is, DM the writer, like pitch them, like reverse engineer your headline. Think of the dream headline and think of a really catchy headline and reverse engineer and pitch the editor. I get hit up three or four times a week. I kid you not asking for PR recommendations. And I often come up flat. I think it's really hard to recommend a publicist or an agency. And I always say to the the founder or whoever it is, why can't you do this yourself? Like you are going to be your best advocate. You're going to have the passion. Like sometimes a publicist will kind of, will, will not mess up the message, but they don't tell it the way that you can tell it. So I encourage people, be your own publicist, send your own pitches. You're going to get better and better. Yeah, definitely. And then I, that leads me to your businesses because I think in all the things that you do, there are things that are headline worthy and eye catching. And so do you take all that past PR experience into when you're developing products and brands of like, what is something, what is someone going to share? What is someone going to write about? Totally. Totally. Every time we think about a product or a brand we want to launch, it's almost like we reverse engineer the opening article, like how it would appear in the New York times or how it would appear in whatever publication. And I think you have to have that newness and that that PR perspective, like especially with all the content that's being created, like how do you break through it? I think TikTok is such a great example. Like the, the best content creators on TikTok are essentially incredible publicists. They know how to reverse engineer headlines. They know how to catch people within the first one to two seconds of the video. And they're using like copy to bring people in. Like they're giving you like the three things you need to do. Like it's, it's really just genius PR work. If you've been a longtime listener, you know that there are so many things that are important to my well-being, and I really try to prioritize my evening and my nighttime routines, my self-care, and these really help me jumpstart my day, keep my mind healthy and clear my head, and they give me energy. In addition to all those things, I really want to support my immune system. If you guys can hear right now, I wasn't listening to my body, and I let myself get a little bit run down, and so I try to do everything I can to keep my body healthy when I feel this way. So during cold and flu season, I'm doing everything everything I can to make sure I'm healthy. That's why I use a propolis immune support throat spray to keep me in tip top shape from beekeepers naturals. I cannot live without this. And I use the propolis immune support throat spray nonstop because it really supports my immune system when it matters most. I use the propolis immune throat support spray as a daily ritual to support my immune system. I like to have one in my travel bag. I also keep one on my desk and I love it because it's so easy to use. It's effective. It's small so you can take it with you. And I like how it tastes. Just four sprays daily supports your immune system health and makes me just feel my best. And I love working with Beekeepers Naturals because their products are clean and effective. They actually work. And I feel like I'm using them all the time. And Propolis is made by bees and backed by science. Today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com slash Mariana or enter code Mariana to get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash Mariana or enter code Mariana. Beekeepers Naturals products are also available at Target, Whole Foods, CVS, and Walgreens. Start feeling better every day today. First, I want to talk about Lemmy because it's something I've been seeing on TikTok so much. One of the products that I saw recently was the CMOS. And I think people probably loved this one because before I think people saw the CMOS in the jar and they were like, I don't want to eat this. So what is this? What are the liquid CMOS drops? I need to know about this one. So, so Lemmy is, is a brand that I'm a partner in. It was founded by Kourtney Kardashian. She launched it. We launched it three and a half, four months ago. And CMOS is something that Courtney has been having in her smoothies and she's tried the gel 
she's been talking about it for years. I I was new to it. I thought, oh my gosh, that gel is that is too much for me. That looks scary. And so we started developing a tincture, which has all of the incredible minerals that your body needs, but in tincture form. And it also tastes, we keep talking about the taste. It's like taste, it's almost like honey meets like a refreshing mint. It's like kind of a hybrid of both. It's quite frankly delicious. And CMOS is incredible for immunity. It's incredible for skin health. It's incredible for overall antioxidant properties. So it has been, we launched it four days ago and it sold out within two hours. Oh my God. Yeah, it was crazy. And it's just been one of those products that I think a lot of people were looking for a new form factor in. It's like the gel for those of you who've taken it know that it can be, the texture can be a bit funky. So the tincture kind of hits the spot. Well, obviously you and Courtney are friends, but how did you decide to do Lemmy together? Because she was going to do Lemmy by herself. So she has wanted, so she's been so big in the space, you know, health and wellness for Courtney has been just a pillar of her life. She was the girl 20 years ago on group chats that would be suggesting kind of this wellness hack and this cleanse. And she used to carry around like a Ziploc bag of all the different supplements that she was taking. And this is before, you know, Target had 15 aisles of supplements. Like Courtney has been just a believer in in this category for such a long time. And this was a brand that she had the opportunity of launching a couple different ways. And as she was building the brand, you know, we are, you know, best friends and speak every single day. And she knows my experience in brand and my experience in D2C brands. And she said, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to have you as a partner in this. So it's been kind of a four or five year journey of building the brand and sourcing the most incredible ingredients for Courtney. Like she wanted to do gummies, but she wanted to do the cleanest gummy you could ever make. So all of our gummies are non-GMO. They're free of artificial flavors. I mean, no sugar alcohols. I mean, they are the cleanest gummy. And then she also wanted the tastiest gummy. So taste and texture, like we've tried hundreds of gummies. Like I I would be in Portofino, like, like hours before her walking down the aisle. And I'm like, you need to try our new, like, let me chill gummy. Like she was just so invested in making it just the perfect taste. So it's been such a rewarding experience doing something with someone you're so close to. And I love them. So I recently went on a trip to London and I had the Lemmy sleep with me and I slept like a baby on the flight. And then when I got there, I took one the first night I had one of the sleep gummies. I brought them with me. I slept so well. I had no jet lag. Some of the other ones that I love are chill and focus. So I have them all. I love them so much. They actually work. So if you guys are listening, definitely try them because I feel like I've, I've also tried a lot of gummies. Oh my God. Thank you. No, they, they, the let me sleep and the let me sleep was something we did in collab with Chloe. Chloe had been taking sleep gummies another brand for years and years and years. And Chloe and I both share this. We're not great sleepers. And so we started sending Chloe our samples in the early phases. And she was like, excuse me, I need more samples. Like after four days, she's like, guys, I need more of those because they work incredibly well. And I think one of the reasons they work so well is magnesium is such a key component of sleep and they have magnesium in them. And it just puts you into such a nice slumber and you wake up not feeling like groggy and upside down. I love magnesium. I take it every night. It's like my favorite. Okay. Another brand that you have too is Judy. And I actually bought this. I bought this in the pandemic time and I had it in my place and it's just something that you just need to have. So tell us a little bit about Judy and why you wanted to start this one. So Judy was a really, it was a very personal thing. I had friends in Southern California who lost their homes in wildfires. And I have family um, in Florida who had been in storm surges and hurricanes. And in both scenarios, 
you know, there was the fear and of course the devastation that the, the actual physical devastation and then the emotional toll that happens when you're in what we call kind of these high consequence storms. And what was so scary and also fascinating was that no one was prepared. Like they had no emergency plan. They had no evacuation plan and they had no physical products. And the folks that did have physical products, the people we spoke to, it was like this haphazard kit that, that maybe maybe they bought on Amazon that like it wasn't organized. So we thought, my, my co-founder and I thought, wait a minute, this is a category that really can help people. If we do this right, if we hyper-organize an emergency kit, if we brand it and we make it really easy to use, we think that there's potential to make this into a business. And, and that's exactly what we did. We launched the business, which is crazy, in January 2020. And as you know, the pandemic hit three months later. It, it, the timing was crazy. We had been working on Judy for three years before we launched it. Wow. That's in, like the, the timing of that is really crazy. And so for people who are thinking about buying this, is this just how can you encourage people to say like, okay, you really just need to get this. I know you might not think you need it yet, but how do you get people to want to invest in this for themselves? You know, if the number one thing I, I, I we talk about is peace of mind and security, and it's not only is it having the physical products, but just the idea of purchasing a Judy, or if it's not Judy, another emergency kit, anything. Having that in your home, this is what happens. The emergency kit arrives and suddenly, if you have a family, you talk about it. It arrives, it's sitting on your dining room table, wherever it is. And you're suddenly having a conversation of what would we do if there was a fire on the second floor? What would we do if we lost our power? And just the mere act of having that conversation automatically makes you more prepared. Suddenly, there is a plan within the household of what is at our emergency meeting spot? What do we do if Johnny is at school and mom's picking up Susie? Like, suddenly you're having these conversations, which we know factually from all the data that we have that those conversations actually save lives. Those preparedness conversations save lives. Where you know you hear these horror stories, these nightmare stories, are when people have no emergency preparedness conversations in their household and something happens and they do the exact opposite of what they're supposed to do. They get in the car and they drive through the flooding water mm -hmm. because they think they can. So education is more important than the product. It's the number one thing. And I think the product is really in many cases a way to prompt the conversation. One of the things that I think people should have, and I'm like looking at it on your site right now, I'm like, I need to get this for myself is power. And I remember yeah. the power went out in Los Angeles and Steph Shep has had posted and she was like, oh my gosh, I can actually like plug my phone into something. And so you don't really realize you need it until you need it. And so everyone can find these at judy.co, which is something that I have for myself. So I would encourage everyone to have these for their homes because you never know, give it as a gift to anyone who might need one. If you are looking to refresh your wardrobe for spring, I have to tell you guys about a sale. So Macy's VIP sale has arrived just in time to get everything you need to refresh your wardrobe and your space this spring. From March 24th to April 2nd, get an extra 30% off regular sale and clearance items at Macy's plus 15% off beauty. That's an extra 30% off pretty much everything from clothing, shoes, handbags to home decor and appliances. I'm definitely inspired by my surroundings and what my home looks like. And I love that transition from winter to spring where we start to incorporate lighter pastels and colors. And there's a really easy way to bring some spring into your home. And one of those ways is changing out your bed sheets, your duvet, your pillowcases. And I love incorporating neutrals that kind of give a little pastel spring vibe. 
If you want to switch up your sheets, you can get these from the Hotel Collection. They have so many pretty colors like Lagoon, which is a really light green color. There's also Sky that's very like light blue. And there's also Rosebud, which is pastel pink. Something else that I think you guys would love for spring and all year long is this Royal Albert Tea Collection. So I drink tea every single day and I got this set for myself and I really just enjoy the ritual of having them. It's this Miranda Kerr for Everyday Friendship Collection. They have this really pretty pastel color palette of like pinks and blues and greens. I have the plates, I have the mugs, I have the cups and they have them on the site and I would definitely get these because it's so cute to have and it really makes for a great gift too. So if you have a tea lover in your life, Check out Macy's.com. Some exclusions apply. See Macy's.com for details. Okay. So between your brand's businesses, you're an entrepreneur. What is it that you just love about starting a company? Like, What is your favorite thing to do? My favorite part is the zero to one phase, like the, the building of the actual brand. Like, What's the problem? What's the solution? How is our brand going to solve that problem? And then figuring out how we're going to do it. What does the team look like? What does the brand look like? It's that like icky, uncomfortable feeling where you're constantly second guessing. You're like, am I doing this? Am I doing that? Like, what are we doing? I love that phase. Like that's like the building phase. And that's my favorite part of it. And do you want to do more? Because like for me, I'm like, okay, yes, this is one of my first companies I've started, but I want to keep doing more because I enjoy it so much. Like the thinking of the idea and the product development and the naming and the branding, like I want to just keep doing this forever, I think, and just never retire. No, I, 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 like if my husband heard me say this, he'd be like, please no more. I, I love it. I get super, like the point of kind of three months before launch, like you almost just like go into an igloo and like, I don't speak to anyone. And I'm like, not my, I'm not the same Simon that I normally, because it's so all encompassing. It feels like it's your whole life, but I, I have the itch too. like, I'm always ready to like, okay, what's the next one we're doing? Do you love to like help your husband and your friends with their companies too? Just as a, I think they, my friends probably don't want my input, but I'm like, please send me your branding. Please send me your packaging. Like I love to give them like my free input, even though sometimes they might not want it from me. Oh no. I, I'm super involved in, in my husband's company sniff, you know, like I, and also like my superpower is also like harnessing celebrity and influencer and building a community that makes sense and, and collabs and kind of like the PR mind of like, how do we make something famous? Like, how do we make this brand famous? And thinking of all the different tactics that we can do to achieve that. So I, I love it. I, I'm sure I offer my opinion way too much, but I mean, Same. I do it all the time for my friends. I'm yeah. like, well, this would be so much better if you did this. And oh. I just love, I just genuinely love doing it. And so I'm like, friends, please send it to me. They're like, we don't want to bother you. I'm like, I'd rather you send it to me than you launch something and me have to tell you to change it later. Right, right. Let's like get into it now. Yes. Okay. So for people who are starting businesses and you were saying like that magic of like harnessing PR on something, if they don't have famous friends and they don't know influencers, they don't have a budget, what can they do to get a good like buzz and press around their brand without having a budget? Okay. So if, right. And I get this question all the time. The number one thing they can do, if they have a great product, they should be looking at celebrities and influencers at any level and figuring out, does this celebrity or influencer make sense for my brand? If they had, they taught, let's, let's use sniff. For example, there are tons of celebrities out there who are posting about candles or fragrances, like or you can see it in the background. Like every time they post on TikTok, is there a candle? So you should send them product. If you have a candle brand, you can reach out to them. 
And the number one thing you don't do is send a note saying, we'd love for you to post, or we'd love to send you product if you're interested in posting. Like you should be sending your product out. Your product is your gold. There should be no strings attached. You should develop a relationship with people at every level, at the micro influencer level, at the macro influencer level. I mean, we have relationships of people that had, you know, sub 5,000 followers who are now some of the most followed people on Instagram relationships develop. And I think people should, who have brands should really be leaning into that. And I don't think it's something that you pass off to your, you know, account coordinator on your team. I think it's the founder. Like, I think the founder should be involved in making those relationships with people that are really important in their community. Yeah, I do that for sure. I'm always reaching out to new people for like gifting. And then we're always present at our events. And like, we try to be really involved in that because it's like, I have been on the other side of being an influencer. And I know when I have a relationship with the founder, I love the brand even more. I get more excited. I want to support their launches. So I understand how important that FaceTime is and like that in-person connection. That's why I still like think like events really do work. Like these dinners and these events, like people might not understand like the ROI of it, of like, we can't spend all this money for 30 people, but that's 30 people who are now so into you and your brand and it's really worth the investment. 100%. Okay. So you were talking about networking and connections and relationships. Do you have any non-cringy ways to take maybe an online networking friendship into something offline? You know, I think you, if you're doing it with the right intentions and you're making the relationship something beneficial for both parties, you can do it in a great way. I think it's like in any relationship, like it should be a give take. If you are a founder or have a brand, like you should be constantly kind of offering up product, even if you know that you're not, there isn't going to be an ROI on it. I think there's this thing and I I get hit up in my DMs like, oh, we'd love to send you product. And then they, the next line is, we'd also love to send the girls product. And I know the girls mean the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think, oh my goodness, had you not sent that, I would have responded because I was really interested in your brand. And honestly, if I put, and then if I received it and I loved it, I, I probably would post it because I love sharing products that I love. But the fact that you put in the Instagram that you would love for me to share. Like it, it immediately put a bad taste in my, my mouth. I, I don't represent the girls. They're my friends. Like, so I think you have to be really careful. Like there's so much nuance in how you develop a relationship and you never want to feel like you're being pushy. So I think that there is somewhat of an art form. Yeah, definitely. I think that there is. And just because someone doesn't follow up with you or respond to you one time doesn't mean they might not another time, but then also don't be overly persistent. So there's like a balance of like reaching out enough times, but then not too many times. And then I love a, I love a unsend. So it's like you send a message and then maybe they missed it because they just like never read it. Then you can always like unsend. And then maybe like a few months later, follow up with a fresh message. A fresh oh, message. I've done that. Oh, like I'm, I DM'd two people who I thought would be amazing for Judy and they never got back to me. And then I wrote on their page being like, Hey, I DM'd you. And then they still didn't write. And then I went back and I unsended it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, the humiliation of this being on the page for like weeks. Yeah. So I'll do that. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, maybe they're just busy and they didn't see my message. Cause sometimes it yeah. happens to me. It's like, there's just so many of them that I miss things sometimes. Totally. Uh, um, okay. So I want to ask about your morning and nighttime routines, habits, like how are you so productive and do so many things? Okay. So the morning for me, I'm a little bit of like a cuckoo person in the morning. I get up between 5.30 and 6. It is my time. Like it is the most productive. 
I speak to kind of all of my various partners. Like I'm very lucky that my co-founder at this, like several of the businesses I have, like are also early bird people. So we have our powwows. I read three or four different newspapers. Like I'm, I think because I started my career in PR, I, I still read the New York Times. I skim the Wall Street Journal. I read TMZ. I read the Daily Mail. I read the New York Post. Like I kind of, it's just like my moment. And then I'm by 7.30, I am flying through emails. So the time 9.30 is hit, like, and the rest of my teams are waking up, I've gotten through whatever I needed to get through from the night prior. And so do you have like set times for like emails? Like, do you have set times for meetings? Do you work on different brands on different days? Because I think a lot of people are trying to balance either a career as a content creator or an entrepreneur, and they don't know how to split their days to be the most effective. I would love to tell you I figured out a hack for it, but I haven't. I really haven't. I think it's, I think it's, you you try to, and then fires start. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to deal with this fire today. I will say that at my marketing company, I have been involved in the business such a long time that I, you know, I, I I can kind of plug in in the beginning of the day and plug in at the end of the day. And it doesn't require a lot of time in the middle. So, and then of course there's, there's moments with Lemmy in the very beginning, there's obviously a lot more bandwidth required, but I think it ebbs and flows. And I would say that that's one thing I should be working on more. Yeah, it's just hard. And I feel like that I have like a, a like a loosely set schedule where it's like certain days are for summer Fridays, certain days are for podcasts, certain days are for content yeah. creation, then everything kind of like falls in. But then at least like the teams on each of them know, like if they have to plug in like a call or meeting or something for me, like there's a day dedicated yes. towards that, even though like the rest of it is like a little bit chaotic. Totally. No, no, no. hundred percent. And then nighttime routine. And then what do you do at night? And then what Lemmy do you take at night? Okay, so this is really important for me because I've had just bad anxiety and I I kind of I, I do go into rumination cycles. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about, but one of the cons of owning businesses and starting brands is like you worry constantly. So you're constantly yes. kind of ruminating on issues that feel really big and and for me at nighttime get a lot worse. So I by seven o'clock, my phone is on do not disturb, or I'm just not looking at my emails. So I'll look at text messages, but by 9.30, like the phone is completely off. By 10 o'clock, I am most likely taking a Lemmy D bloat because I'm constantly bloated. And then I will treat myself probably one or two times a week to a Lemmy sleep. Ooh, that's such a good routine. And I, I would love to be a do not disturb person, but then I'm paranoid that someone's going to call me or text me and my phone's going to be off. And I think that might yeah. make my anxiety <laughs> worse to have it all the way off. But I, I do have my phone on silent. So I have no notifications. Like I don't even have a, like a ringer on my phone. So if someone calls me, you just have to be lucky that my phone is in my hand and I might answer it. And you might answer it. Yeah. No, same, same. I can't have it on either. I like phone notifications drive me crazy. Like even if somebody oh. else has it on their phone, I'm like, Please silence your phone. No, are you okay? The dinging, the danging. I'm like, are you well? No, no, it's no. It's a lot. Not. Well, this was so helpful. You had so such good advice and I'm so happy for you and all the brands. So where can everyone find Judy and Lemmy and follow you? So Judy, you can find on judy.co and Lemmy is lemmylive.com. And my Instagram is at Simon Huck. And I'm not on, t- I am on TikTok, but I don't use it. So I, I, I need to work on that. I know. I feel like TikTok is so great. Like I saw TikTok the other day and it was like Courtney 
duetting someone who was like eating CMOS. And that was how I found out that you guys launched CMOS. So it really is such a great place. I just think I'm like, I just need to figure out like what my thing is on there. But I feel like if I treat it like Instagram stories, those videos do better than the ones I'm like trying to make a video. Totally. Yeah. Like I feel like TikTok is like try the least. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.